it's moms versus aunts. We are on our seventh episode, which I know Vanessa's probably excited about because I know I've known her for a long time and I know seven <laughs> is her very lucky number. So I feel good about this show. I am Kiki Monique. <laughs> you might know me as the Doc of Shame. And I'm Vanessa Kantab. I'm your hostess next door. And every week we love to bring to you the latest in gossip, solo parenting, cocktails, hustles, how to make that coin. We love to talk about it all. Um, today is actually uh, National Selfie Day or I June 21st. Mm-hmm. June 21st is National Selfie Day. So we want to get into, you know, there was a big controversy uh, going around when Chloe uh, Kardashian's grandmother um, supposedly accidentally posted an unfiltered picture of Chloe mm-hmm. and it became a big deal on the internet. Um, you know, they essentially got it scrubbed from the internet. Um, but everyone was commenting about like, well, why are you so upset about this picture? You look great. Um, and I think that, you know, National Selfie Day is a great day to reflect on just how much we look at pictures and how different we see ourselves Mm -hmm. in pictures versus reality and sort of you know I think that you were talking about something called the zoom effect which I know Mm -hmm. that you'll get into so we're going to talk about that uh you know every week of course Vanessa brings to you the hustle of the week we're going to talk about how you can make that extra change um and I'm always going to have the cool down to uh, bring you some crazy story that you may not have heard of. But we do this all over happy hour with a cocktail that Vanessa has prepared for us. And what is our cocktail of the week, Vanessa? First of all, can I just say that this episode comes out on June 21st. This is our seventh episode. My son turns seven years old on June 21st. And seven is my lucky number. I was born on the 7th and um of october but i just feel kind of like all sorts of good energy about today so i'm just hoping everybody has a wonderful day because june 21st is a wonderful day um but yeah so last week we were talking about the boulevardier and I don't know. We just also touched a little bit on, I think that was last week, we touched on the Pimm's Cup. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, we loved that drink. And then it made me want to go back and make that drink again because we talked about <laughs> it. And then I was like, oh, now I really want to have this drink. So um, if no one's ever had one, this is such a little treat. So the Pimm's Cup is actually England considers it their like official summer drink like it's like the kick like it's the kickoff to summer you start drinking your pims cup um i'll tell you what's in it first of all it's made with pims people are like what's pims and it's like its own thing so there's no you know there's you know how there's like several different kinds of vodka or whatever it is a, a liqueur that is its own liqueur um if you want i can tell you the history of pims you know <laughs> if you feel like it um but so this drink it's it's made with the liqueur, so it's not that boozy because it doesn't have a lot of different things in it. You're gonna, st- it has a lot of garnish, a lot of fruit garnish. Yeah, so yeah. you you want to grab an English cucumber. Um, they're just great because they're seedless, like you can eat the whole thing, um, and the skin is really thin. So start with the English cucumber. Cut like a couple spears that are about like three to four inches long, depending on how tall the glass you're using, and then you're gonna use six ounces of pims. It's called Pims number one. Juice of half a lemon, two to three strawberries, just cut them in half. You want either orange slices or lemon slices. I like ginger beer instead of ginger ale because it has a little more bite to it. And then like a mint sprig. So what you want to do is you want to like cut a few of the, a little bit of the cucumber, not in a spear, just put it down into your um, cocktail glass and muddle that, right? And then you're going to add the pims, you're going to add the juice of the lemon, you're going to shake that up, and then you're going to strain it and pour it in another tall glass that is already filled with ice. (laughs) So you have your ice for shaking and your ice that's in the glass. You can use like even a Pilsner glass if you just want to say um, F it and let's just go ahead and double this recipe because we're going to drink this whole thing so fast anyway. um, Strain it in 
to there, but you also want to have all these garnishes. So you can go ahead when you put the ice, you can put the strawberries down in there. You can put the mint down in there. Um, the orange slices you can put in the glass. So you strain everything into the glass and then you top the rest of it with the ginger beer. And it is just like so refreshing. You want to drink, you can drink two or three or four or five of these. They're yeah, not because that, they're not super they're not boozy. boozy. No, they're not boozy at all. And they're refreshing and delicious. And I think that's why, yeah, they're the perfect poolside drink. Yeah. You're not going to get, you know, too toasty and you're refreshed. It's so good. And um, there's actually a drink called the Pim's Royal Cup. And that's just Pim's with champagne. Um, so try, try that too. I like just about anything with champagne. So you can try that too if you have a bottle of Pim's. Do they do any version? Because it feels like a drink that really lends itself to gin. Is there a version of Pim's where you could add a little bit of gin if you wanted to make it a little boozier? Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, you're like a foil for me. I love it. So (laughs) Pim's number one is actually a gin-based liqueur. So it does play very nicely with gin because at the base of it, it's a gin-based liqueur. Um, The guy who started it um, started making this one. This is why it's called Pim's number one. There was a time when there was Pim's number two, three, four, five, and six that were based on other spirits. But, um, but, but this is the one that that stuck because it, it famous. Tastes, yeah, became famous and tasted. He was feeling himself because this one became famous, and then he was like, "Ooh, let me make a whole bunch of other ones." And then everyone was like, "You know, pump the brakes. Just the, the number stay one in is your the, lane. Yeah, stay in your lane." And um, anyway, so Pim's number one is the one that that survived. But yeah, he he invented this in in 1823. A guy named James Pim. Um, he was an oyster bar owner, but this Ooh. drink is. I know this, and he started serving it in his oyster bar. But this drink is very popular. If you want to know the flavor profile, because people are like, "But what is it?" It is, um, it is made with like botanicals, and it has a little bit of bitter, but not bitter like Campari or Aperol. It's not bitter like that. It's definitely if if you have like an aversion to those other ones, it's not like that. But it's sort of like a sweet, spicy gin based liqueur i just i urge you to try it it is delicious and that is what we're having today love it i love pim's cup i love everything about your seven seven twenty one seven happening <laughs> feeling good and i'm excited about our talk about selfies because um you know, we spent a lot of time. You were actually one of the first people to introduce me to a filter in my phone. Like mm-hmm. it was back in the day. So it wasn't like the best, whatever app you were using at the time. Cause I actually looked at the picture the other day. I'll send it to you because I look like I just have Vaseline over the <laughs> camera. I literally, you're like, see how great you look. And at the time I, had po- I actually posted it on IG and I looked at it the other day and I was like, I look like that moonlight. You know how in Sybil Shepherd and Moonlighting, they just, they said they've had the, moonlighting effect they would sometimes just smear vaseline on the camera to get that effect and that's what i looked like but filters have come a long way and mm-hmm. just in general like what we're seeing online you know we call i mean the kardashians are obviously the easiest ones to point out because they've created this look that like so many girls essentially have modeled themselves after mm-hmm. um and so we want to talk about that i mean selfie culture has changed the way we see ourselves and you know mm-hmm. i know you know you look you you were very open about the fact that you know you even had you know surgery but that really had nothing to do with you know what you were seeing online it was more how you were feeling about yourself yeah. but i think a lot of people do get surgeries because of what they see, right? Yeah, totally. And I mean, think about like how much we just see our own mug, like way more than we ever did. When we were kids, you had to literally be like either, I don't know, walking in front of a storefront and catch your reflection, or you saw your face when you went to the bathroom. I mean, we just, we didn't look at ourselves that that much you know what I well, mean well you didn't I, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius I felt like I looked at myself all the time I, I I'm one of those people that was, would catch by all the time I was like who that hey girl but when it came to like taking pictures we only had disposable cameras or yeah. like cameras that had to be developed so we definitely had a long turnaround time before mm-hmm. we could see ourselves in pictures for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shout out the one hour photo developing places <laughs> oh my god was there like every week Every week. 
But yeah, so we, yeah, we weren't allowed to fix the, if the picture sucked, they sucked, you know? Um, yeah, it's just a different time, you know? So now I think like, I can't imagine, you know, everybody just gets to see themselves all the time. So you can really start to obsess about what you look like. And then you have all these images that you're seeing online. And so, um, yeah, it's really crazy. I can't remember when the time came because, you know, like we said, we would take pictures with disposable cameras for the longest. And I'm trying to remember at what point I turned into that person that someone would take a picture now with their phone and I'd be like, let me see that. Right. Because we never had that ability before. Now people do that all the time. Like, let me see it. I need to see before you post it. And I know I have become that person. Um, But I don't know when that happened. And just like that, like. Well, there was also a time I remember because, you know, my, you know, my brother, he's like a total like gadget guy. So before we had cameras on our phone, like so before when it was like the razor phone was the hot shit, like you had a separate digital camera. And, you know, I remember him having, do you remember the Canon Elf? It was like really yeah. small. It was like the size uh-huh. of a wallet and you could like put it in your pocket, carry it around with you. And you took digital pictures and then you, you got home and you uploaded them to your computer. We also used to share like an entire Facebook album of like the night. Like yeah. you would, you would literally upload like all 20 pictures. Like we went out tonight. Don't nobody <laughs> care about all the whole play by play. Like we were so like excited to show so many pictures now. Like maybe I might, I don't know. I don't need to post every time I go somewhere. And if I do, it's like the one thing I'm not really too big on food pictures, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, it, it came very gradually. And then, and then it was just like, all consuming I felt like yeah I don't know and like I you know you know a what's funny about the camera thing I was like the there was a story the other day about Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives of Atlanta mm-hmm. how she um had gotten her camera stolen out of her car and she was like making a plea like you know somebody please return it it has you know pictures on it uh you know from my son's graduation you know her son is like in elementary Mm -hmm. school so I think it was like an elementary school graduation um but like all I could focus on was like because you know and she was talking about the chip like it had the little like what were the what were those Mm -hmm. things called that you put in the camera Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and it had one of those and I just kept being like people still have those I thought we just all took pictures on our phone let's be clear where my (laughs) mind went the fact that she has a separate camera with a memory card tells me that she uses that camera. It ain't her baby's graduation. That's the camera she uses for things she does not want associated with her phone, which like your phone is just, it's too connected. You know what I mean? Like if it was ever compromised, like if someone ever got it or got into it, that's what, even if you have stuff in that folder called hidden, everybody know there's one called hidden. So you you could just go there. Like, no. She she is an attorney. So it makes sense. mm -hmm, She has a separate camera and that camera has pictures that she doesn't want anybody to see because there's literally like the camera, these new, I'm sorry, the new iPhone camera is like, come on. You, for your, you do not need to use that other camera for your baby's graduation. Yeah, pictures. it makes sense. Um, I don't buy it. But yeah, like I was, there's, you know, there's this filter that it's become a trend on TikTok to do like a, you know, there's a thing, a trend you do with it, but it's a filter that basically goes back and forth on your face to um, essentially to see how symmetrical you are. Right. Um, and it, it, it inverts your face. Um, and people, you know, they say like the more symmetrical your face is, the more beautiful you are. Right. And so when the invert, when the invert filter takes, you know, effect, you have to see yourself how people see you, because essentially the, when you're looking at me, you're looking at me the way I would see myself. And it, it, does that make sense? Wait, and, we don't see ourselves. Well, I mean, like philosophically fine, but like you, we literally don't see ourselves the same. No, like we don't see ourselves like something like how when that inverse is how people see you is my understanding because it's flipped. Interesting. Have you tried this filter? So I've tried it and I was like, why do I look this way? And you know where else it happened? (laughs) I think it happens in Zoom because iPhone automatically, I didn't realize this. When you do a selfie, it changes it 
the other way. That's why everything in, in, in iPhones reverse. So that's why you look normal. But on most cameras, I think it just does it the regular way. So that's why whenever I'm in these Zoom cameras, I'm always like, who is this? I don't look the same. I don't look <laughs> the same at all. And I think it was our friend Jane who said like, that's because like, that's like, it's not reverse. And I was like, oh, no wonder I'm single. I don't like, I don't like I this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I like Zoom though, because Zoom cares about us and created this like, this this filter that just makes you look a little bit better. So you don't have to- Oh, the HD one or no? Uh, it, it says like, I, I literally think it's called like improve your appearance or some shit. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. Um, but like none of the other ones have that. So I'm always just like, if someone wants to do it, first of all, like- we did have conference calls, you know, like before Zoom, like everything does not have to fucking be on Zoom, but like, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. And uh, when someone uses like one of the other platforms, like Meet or the other one, I'm always like, really? Because I prefer the, the, the improve your appearance feature that they have over there on the Zoom. Yeah, like, and that, so that's a thing, right? The Zoom effect. They were like interviewing a bunch of people and all these psychologists were learning that after being on Zoom and looking at your face for like a year and a half, it's given people like a lot of um, complexes and like, oh, and like they're staring at their face all day. And so again, people are starting to have more like cosmetic procedures and plastic surgery and things like that on their face because they saw their face for so long, which is also crazy. See, it almost, I mean, the only effect that like Zoom and the Zoom effect had on me truthfully was I have become way too comfortable with FaceTiming people. Like before, <laughs> before the Zoom, we had to be on Zoom every day. I was always just like, you know, I'll text you or um, I'll call you. I'll even voice memo you when I don't feel like texting. But FaceTime was never my go-to. I know that like with Gen Z, like FaceTime, I think is mm -hmm. always their go-to. But like it was not my go-to. Now, oh, like it's the first thing. I'm like, what? Why are you ain't picking up? Like, <laughs> and I'll pick up when I'm. I'll be like in the bathroom, and I'll still pick up. I'll be like, hey, like, no shame, because I'm just so comfortable with like seeing in yeah. people's houses now. People seeing in my oh, houses, yeah. like, you know, it's I, I, it had a, I think it had a positive effect on me. Personally. Yeah, I mean. It's just annoying because like for me, I don't, it's not even about my appearance. It's more about like, I tend to be doing two or three things at once. And if you can see me, then now I can't multitask you, which is also rude. And I hate when people do it to me. But the truth is like, I could totally be on a call and like also unloading the dishwasher. <laughs> but yeah. if... But if you can see me, I have to, I feel like I have to sit there and like be like 100% focused which is, you know, I guess better, but mm, I prefer to just pop my AirPods in and be doing other things while I'm talking to you. It's very true. It's very true. If I'm doing, if I'm doing every, other things, for sure, I'm not going to FaceTime you because what I'm going to end up doing is laying the phone down and you're going to be looking at my ceiling fan because I'm like, <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we, there was a time when we just had conference calls. We did not have to see each other all the time. But I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like any kind of way about like all of these, I don't know, we're seeing all of these different images, like um, everyone's kind of starting to get a similar look of like a plastic surgery. When I look at like, like women in television or, you know, celebrities or whatever, it's all kind of starting to blend together to me. I don't know, maybe that's just me. There's like a specific look that I feel like everybody's going for. And, but I don't feel pressure to look like that. And I don't know if no. that's just because I'm a little bit older, but um, but I don't know. Like, do you ever feel like, oh, I would love to get a little this or a little that? You know, only for like certain things. To be honest, like it's living in LA that did it more than, than anything else. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. First of all, the sun is definitely brighter here. I don't know what it is about like, Maybe there's just like so many buildings in New York that cast more shadows. The the, the, sh <laughs> the sun shines brighter on you. So like, especially I've noticed it because I have cats 
And I could walk out like of my house with like, you know, maybe a black shirt and like be fine. Oh, if I haven't linted the hell out of me, it just feels like I could be cat lady because it just, the light just shines brighter. I don't know what it is. So I think it's just, that's like an LA thing, but you know, um, and like here and there, like there's like little things I want to do. Like I haven't gotten to the place of, you know, wanting to do major surgery on my face, you know, like I don't want to change like my nose or anything like that. Like would I get injectables? Absolutely. I would totally be into that. I mean, even as I'm looking at myself in the mirror now, I could see I'm getting my dad, like what I call my dad lines that, you know, I would see on him growing up. So I definitely would get injectables. Um, there would be certain things, you know, I've always like kind of liked my hooded lid, but now it's like, as I'm getting older, it's like, maybe I don't need so much hood. It felt like <laughs> great for surface area for eyelash, like, uh, you know, when I was doing eyeshadow, but you know, as you get older, you kind of just want, you know, so there's certain things I, I, I pick apart. Um, but it's, you know, definitely seems like surgery has become, it, it's not, un, it's not, it's pretty normal for people to be like, oh, what work have you done, right? Like, I know mm. I watch a lot of Real Housewives. So this is why it was, so I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the other day and Garcelle, you know, says the other woman, so who, because Kyle had just gotten a nose job and she says, who, who, you know, who here has had a nose job, you know? And women were like, I have, you know, I haven't. And this one woman, Dorit, was like, I have not. Now, <laughs> she's, you know, everybody was just like, you know, they gave her the side eye. Anyways, the past week was spent basically finding every photo of her from high school and putting (laughs) it next to her, which is like, you know, already just like, but I also was really surprised. Like if you have had a nose job, right? Like it just seems so natural or not natural, but normal for people to talk about it. Nobody's embarrassed about like surgery anymore. Most people, especially if you're on TV, I was surprised that. You know, she's, you know, she didn't admit to it because it's based on the pictures I saw. She definitely looked like she had a nose job. Yeah, I don't think it's like back in the day when people used to try to be really coy and and people wanted work that was very um, like just as subtle as possible. You almost wanted to like make it just seem like you didn't have work like by good work was work that looked like you didn't have work done. But now um, I think it's totally different. I think people see it as a sign of like almost affluence and access, just the ability to be able to do that. You know, people are definitely flaunting their, um, especially their body work. Cause like nobody legit has like, you know, like, like that, that's just like, those little teeny tiny waists and like the BBL surgeries and things like that are so unnatural that like, it's fine. Everybody knows that you had that done. I was looking at um, uh, Instagram and there was like a whole bunch of like talk around. Do you remember that star, um, the singer, R&B singer girl named Kay Michelle? Yes. I'll never forget her because she dated Idris Elba and I'm like, Wow. <laughs> good for you girl like I don't care what they say about her she dated Idris Elba so she wins just for just for that but um but so she had a lot of work done and um and she looks really pretty it's 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 fine it's just that she doesn't look at anything at all like she looked before so I saw her she was upset I guess she was getting a lot of shade and she was just like why won't everybody leave me alone and yes I had this done and I'm like I don't think anybody is like mad at you no one thinks like she didn't have botched surgery she just literally looks like a completely different person now than when we were introduced to her and if that's what she wants that's fine like that's her prerogative but um it's so weird to me like i i don't know having been on this planet as long as i have like how that would feel to just like have a i I would feel like i was in like witness protection if i changed my face that much yeah, I mean, I like I need to go look at her new face. I just wanted to clarify. She did have botched surgery, not on her face though. She had botched, she did have botched, I think, a butt job surgery or a, one of those BBL. Oh. Like, so she did okay. actually cuz that was why she, she that was why she's been under the knife so much because she had to oh. fix it. But the face I don't think had anything to do with it. I don't know if I've seen her latest mm-hmm. pictures. I mean, I know she looked way different than what I remember her from like even Love and Hip Hop and by then she had also I think already had some work done. Yeah, take a look. I mean, she um, again, pretty girl. Like, it's not like she's she looks great. She just Who is looks that? Com- 
Yeah, she that? just looks totally different. Who is that girl? I know it's it's very different. I don't I had even to, know. Who I that had girl to do is. like a like a triple take. I was like, "What?" Okay, and I'm I'm sorry. Did she do skin bleaching? Because she also looks like a completely different tone. I'm just it's saying. all it's all different. So yeah, it's, I have it, no there's idea. There's so many things. I don't there's know. So who many that things. Girl is. There's so many things. But I was um, and then I was watching uh, like a documentary the other day about teenage girls who are going and having plastic surgeries at a at like you know a record rate which really made me sad because like this one surgeon was saying how like they come into his office and they show him almost all the time the young ones show like a like a photo from Instagram and they're like this is what I want to look like and I'm like ugh not to mention you have to get consent if you're under 18, like your parents have to get consent. And the only people I knew who had surgery when they were that young were girls who were getting breast reductions because they were developing really, 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 really quickly. And they were like 15 and they were wearing like, you know, uh, like a like a F size or a triple D or something. Yeah, like them, punky Brewster. You know? yeah. Right. Like exactly. And I, and I have a friend too. But like, yeah, I knew people who were, were doing that, but really, I don't remember anybody getting, like, plastic surgery, like, for real. Um, no. That's just crazy to me. And then, to me, also, your face is still kind of changing when you're 15, 16. It's, you're, you're not even finished cooking yet, kids. Yeah. So, so how would, why would you alter your face when your face isn't even finished doing whatever your face is going to do? Yeah. I don't know. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre to me. Um so I don't know. I think everybody's like a little, a little bit crazy. Um, it, it makes me, it makes me sad when I think about like kids doing it and that their parents are like letting them do it. Um, I feel like we have the, like we have it because how we grew up and what was going on in the eighties and nineties versus now we can sort of see it both ways. We have that perspective so we can have like a healthier view of it. But if you just are growing up now, I mean, this is all you know. It's just looking at yourself all the time. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, did, did you watch that uh, New York Times Presents? It was based on the the influencer houses that are happening. You know, you see them on TikTok. It's and, in my queue. Was it uh, good? Okay. It's watchable. It was not my <laughs> favorite. Um, because I, I personally don't think that they actually focused on the things they should have been focusing on on this particular mm. house. But it just what resonates with me is just that a lot of this generation, it's like that to them is success. The path to success is becoming an Internet TikTok viral sensation and making money that way. And the only way to do that is to look like the people who are doing that. And so Mm -hmm. they're just very, they're just overly conscious of like, I need to look this way. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and I guess their parents, I guess are willing to sign off on it because they see the the brand deals, like people like, you know, Charlie and Dixie Mm -hmm. D'Amelio and Addison Ray are getting. So it's kind of like, well, if you can make us millionaires, what, what do we need to do to get you there? I mean, I'm always thinking about like Lori Laughlin's daughter who was making all of this money as an Instagram influencer and really had no desire to go to college. You know what I mean? Like she was just like, I want to keep doing this. And her parents were like, no, you need to go to college. And she was in this back and forth with them about it um, because there's so many kids now who don't see the value in college, especially she was already running a successful page at that age. And they wanted her to go to college so bad. I mean, they they cheated her in. Um, and I'm sure she was like, really, guys? <laughs> yeah. Like, After all that, I told you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I told you I didn't even want to go. And now look, now you just ruined my life. Thanks a lot, mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, one of my very good friends that we went to school with, she has three daughters. And Two of them are are twins, and then the other one is just like a year behind. So it's like they're all in high school, getting ready to graduate or almost graduate. And one of them is signed with a modeling agency here in New York. Uh, One of them doesn't want to go to college, (laughs) and only one of them does want to go to college. But it's just interesting because, yeah, this is is what they see as a path to, um, to success. It's just, yeah, you have to have, 
you know, a lot of followers, you want that coveted blue check, you want all of those things to them mean success or at least a path to to income or or whatever. And that's just like complete night and day from like study hard and go to school (laughs) and you'll get a job. (laughs) Well, we asked some of you how social media has affected the way you see yourself. And this is what you had to say. How has selfie culture, Zoom life, and social media affected how I feel about myself? That is a great question. I actually went off of social media for a little over a year, actually before the pandemic. Um, I'm an actor, and I just feel like sometimes it's difficult for me to be genuinely happy for people when they have some success because it's hard for me to not compare myself. And through the eyes of social media, you know, you don't hear all the backstory and all the hardship it took to get to that point. All you see is the success. So I just found it was a little easier to congratulate my friends in person if they were to tell me about an accomplishment rather than me, you know, constantly just seeing it all over my social media feed. So, um, but I went back on social media during the pandemic, actually, because, you know, I just really wanted to continue to connect with my friends. I obviously wasn't seeing them very often, if at all. And um, I feel like I now have a healthier relationship with it after taking some time away. So I'm glad I did that. And yeah, I hope that answers your question. Hi, my name is Jenny and I live in Brooklyn, New York. I would say that being on endless Zoom calls for the last year and a half have really made me think about myself differently. I've been more aware of how tired I look all the time and I don't like looking at myself on camera. I also quit posting on social media about a year ago and I think that's actually helped me with my self-image. I'm no longer as self-conscious about what I'm saying about myself and how I look and I feel like I'm living in the moment. Um, Thanks for listening. Love your podcast. Bye. Well, if we're not going to become social media stars, then we need to find other ways to make money. So Vanessa, you got our hustle of the week. How can we make some extra dough? All right. So this week I wanted to talk a little bit about how you, once you have a little bit of money, right? You got some money. How can you make that money work for you? So it's not a hustle. It's not a job you're going to go get. But this is how you're going to make the money that you do have, the little coins you did make off of your side hustle or your regular hustle. But this is how you're going to make your money work for you. So, I mean, some of this stuff I'm sure you already know. um, And people who are really savvy with their finances will probably feel like some of it is a no-brainer. But I think it just helps to be reminded and and maybe some of this is new for 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 some of you guys. I know I didn't really come around to like understanding anything probably until about, you know, eight or 10 years ago. And I still have like so much to learn. So the first thing is like the super obvious what your mama taught you when you were a kid is a savings account. Just have a savings account. Um, savings accounts don't usually net too much um as far as interest, but there are such a thing, uh, there is such a thing as a high yield savings account. So you can put your money into a high yield savings account and you can see uh, better returns. Um, and then the most important thing is just to like take the money that as soon as you get money, whatever you've decided, like if it's 5%, if you get your paycheck, whatever you've decided, like that goes in first. If you can make it happen automatically, even better. That way you just never even get tempted to spend it. So savings account. Um, and also just choose your bank wisely, right? Like um, our really good friend, Georgia, years ago jumped on um, like some of the online banks uh, because they don't have to pay rent 
<laughs> so they don't, you know, so they tend to charge like very little fees, if any at all. They tend to be the ones that have these higher yield savings accounts that you can use um, and community banks as well. So I became really familiar with community banks in the last year um, for my catering business. There was all of these um, preferences for local and community banks, particularly in minority areas. You know, I live in Bed-Stuy. So I got into like researching some of these like older black owned banks, um, which they're just, first of all, it's just nice to go into a branch and like, you know, you feel kind of old school every once in a while because there's someone there who knows your name and they actually care about you and care about your business. It doesn't feel as transactional if that's what you're looking for. But again, they tend to have like less fees, um, so choose your bank wisely. And also with the online banks too, because I use an online bank for the business banking, because they don't have locations, if you do go to an ATM, they always return, most of them will return your ATM fees. You don't have to worry about going to an ATM getting charged five bucks. Yes, yes, yes. Very good point. Yes, very good point. Um, and, and they're usually a little, they set you up with like, they, they encourage you to have the, those savings accounts attached to them as well, which, um, if you connect your savings account to your checking account in the rare case that like, let's say you had an overdraft, they would pull from your savings account rather than charge you those hefty 34, $40, um, overdraft fees, which are, which are brutal. I mean, a br- you literally overdrafted your account $5 and now you it's $45. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, those are, those are great. Um, if you work at, um, uh, if you have like an employer, the 401k is like a no brainer. I don't know how many more times someone has to tell you if you are not participating in your company's 401k plan, what are you doing? Particularly if they offer matching, match however much they do the match. If they match 5%, do the whole thing. If they match 10%, try to figure out a way to do the whole thing. They are matching. It's free money. Like do the 401k. Um you know, I left corporate America 20 years ago. So uh, when I did, I left the 401k system behind. Um, boohoo. But uh, but if you are self-employed, you should look very, in, very much into a Roth IRA. Roth IRA is also a retirement um, that you can contribute to. The dope thing is that you're contributing your um, your after-tax dollars into your Roth IRA. So if you enter a situation where you need to borrow against your IRA, you are borrowing against already taxed money, so you will not get taxed, um, which is great. So there's a, you know, there's a huge advantage to opening up an IRA if you are not eligible for a 401k. And with the Um, IRA too, that's one that you can like, usually they get an extension. I know at tax time, like you get more time usually to contribute to them just to like offset your taxes. Absolutely. Cause yeah, you want, yeah, you want to diminish as if you're self-employed, you want to reduce your taxable income as much as possible. So, I mean, these are all the little tricks that that the gazillionaires are doing. Um, Even if you don't make a ton of money, you should still be taking advantage of all of these these rules. You wonder why, you know, the rich people don't pay taxes. Well, because they just, they're taking advantage of every single um, program and opportunity and, and tax break that they can. And, and loophole. And loopholes. <laughs> um, so this isn't even a loophole. This is like anybody Yeah, this can is do something this. straight and this is above board. <laughs> this is like, this is like <laughs> super straightforward. Um, I will not go into this because I do not want to get like in trouble. But if you have, if you can, I would, I would try to invest. Okay. So you need to learn, talk to a financial advisor. Investments are risky. Um, you know, this is dealing with, you know, the stock market. It's, it's, it fluctuates. So you want to, you want to like be really smart about what you're doing, you know, with all these different index funds and mutual funds. Um, I got really kind of curious about it. I'm still a little risk averse when it comes to like money stuff. I get nervous. So, um, lately I've spent the last few months, I have, uh, TD Bank offers 
an, a kind of account where you can um, invest in the stock market, but not for real. It's called using paper money and you can play around like all day. You can like see like if you thought this, you know, put money into this stock or that so you can watch it and you can play around with that and you can take like classes and watch tutorials and all kinds of stuff and and just kind of be practicing um and then eventually if you feel so inclined it's a real account that you open with them you don't get charged or anything but it is a real financial account at some point you can switch over and start to actually invest um and they do allow you to invest over how much money at a certain point i think once you get to two thousand dollars you can invest more than you even have in there you could literally invest like eight thousand dollars and hopefully you know but again these are investments so be, be careful i am not recommending any particular stocks or doing anything like that um robin hood which you've heard of um they were like huge uh behind that reddit thread all those kids uh who who did the run up on GameStop a couple months back. Robinhood is also a great one for um, for a just easy to open an account and in, and start investing. But they have like a podcast called Snacks Daily. They have tutorials. They have stuff on there if you're just trying to like learn. And that's where I am. I don't know anything about it. Scares the shit out of me. I see people like doing crypto and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. So, <laughs> um, so I'm just kind of trying to learn. Um, okay. Paying your credit card debt is like also a no brainer, but one that I feel like I need to repeat because a, like, don't keep a huge balance. Definitely pay down your high interest cards. Make sure you pay on time, pay the full balance when you can. Um, a few years ago, I was like going to buy a new car and I realized that as, as a business owner, it's smarter for me to lease my car because again, tax write-offs and things. And they were like, you don't qualify. And my feelings were so hurt. I was like, what? They were like, yeah, your credit score is not high enough. And I was like, fuck. I was so like embarrassed at myself. So I ended up having to like finance a car, which is not the, you know, I was just really annoyed. Um, I had a good relationship with my credit union. So it was, it was fine. It wasn't a crazy high interest on a car loan, but I really thought leasing was a better move for me, for my business. And so I had said right then and there, I was like, I need to get my score up. And so it took me like a year, but my score went from 680 to 780. So I raised it a hundred points. And a lot of that had to do with your credit card debt. Um, if you go on Credit Karma, this is like my very favorite site, <laughs> um, you can track your credit. They have, you know, there's three credit reporting agencies, uh, Experian, uh, TransUnion, and Equifax. And so TransUnion and Equifax have a relationship with Credit Karma. So you can see your score and they just updated it. You can see your score up to the day now. Like it used to be like... Every month it would change, but now every, up to the day, you can see your score. I hope they've updated because, I mean, the memes were not lost on me for the people who were like, <laughs> goes to Credit Karma, credit score 800, goes to the car dealership 580. <laughs> because Credit Karma, I'm, you know, everyone was using that. So, you know, I you can also get like, you know, a free credit report directly from the credit agencies once a year, like, you know, or you can go to freecreditreport.com. And so I started doing that just to like, cross-reference. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good, too. I think that's a real good move to do that once a year. But, but Credit Karma definitely has their shit together. And one of the features I like on their site is a, a credit stimulator. So it tells you, like, if you paid off, like, let's say you had $5,000 of credit card debt. If you paid it down to $4,000, how would that affect your score? Like, it, it tells you the things that you could do and how that's going to get your score up. So, um, yeah, I mean, guys, it's it's we all know this already. Ready. Your credit score determines the rates that you get and what you qualify for and all that sort of stuff. So like take care of your credit. Um, and then of course, if you do have a credit card, we talked about this last week, make sure you have a good rewards card. If you're going to use it to spend money, let it, let it pay you back in some kind of a way. Um, again, another no brainer worth saying, keep a budget, keep a budget. And right now, 
Let me tell you how right now keep a budget is so important because I spent the last year really only buying groceries for me and my kids. And now that the world opened up, I'm like, shit, that's how much gas was to fill. I felt like I'm filling up my car more often. I went to go hang out at the pool the other day and I had like maybe like, I don't know, five or six, however many froses. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, like going out, having drinks, having dinner with your friend, like oh, I forgot how much you spend just socializing. So you really need to have a budget and be like, oh, and hope you don't run out of your socializing budget um, on the 17th because you still got (laughs) (laughs) the whole other half of the month to go, you know? So just like, yeah, make sure you have a budget. Um, Oh, and use all your perks. I keep hearing people have like benefits and things from, you know, their job and they, they, they let them lapse, you know, some stuff, if you don't use it, you use it or lose it. Like some, you know, sometimes your health insurance has gym membership stuff, vision plan stuff or reimbursement things. Um, I know like with vision plans, there's certain companies that, um, like Warby Parker that make it really, really easy for you to go on their site. If you're ordering like eyeglasses, they link to a lot of the different insurance plans and you can type your stuff right into their website and they process, you know, your payments and everything right away. They take care of getting it from the insurance company. So again, like yeah, like easy. health insurance, like, and this could be, you know, whether you have your own personal health insurance. I mean, it was when I had a company, but I, I want to look into my own personal health insurance. I could submit my gym membership and that's considered, you know, wellness and mm-hmm. they would reimburse me. It was something like $140 like yeah. every three months for my gym membership. Yeah. And it didn't have to be just gym. It was like if I had yoga class, it's like what is qualifying as a gym membership, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was awesome. Yeah, no, like completely. Um, There's also, I know that a lot of folks are familiar with the flexible spending accounts, but there's also the health savings accounts. So your FSA is one that if you don't use, you lose it. And your HSA, again, if you don't work for like a company, if you're self-employed, you can still open up an, an HSA on your own. And this is another way for you to set aside money pre-tax, which lowers your taxable rate, can set aside money and put it in this like almost like a savings account that you can use for anything that's not covered by regular health insurance. So you want to go get those fillers, that's not covered by regular health insurance, but you can use funds usually from like an HSA account for things like that. So you can kind of, because A, can we just talk about how expensive those are? I asked my dermatologist the other day, I said, how much is it to get those things? And she blew my mind. She was like, well, fillers are this and like Botox is this. And I was like, ah, I guess I won't be getting any of that shit. <laughs> I had no This is why idea. I have my dad wrinkle still. Cause I was like, not ready to incorporate that in the budget yet. Oh my God. I had no idea. She said, um, she said, uh, it's literally like, if you go like the first time, you're not getting out under like $2,000. You're just not. Yeah. No. And most people are spending like upwards of $3,000. And I was like, if you want to do both like Botox and, and fill. And I said, holy shit, that's crazy. That is so expensive. But you could put money pre-tax into this HSA account and it and it does roll over from year to year. So you always have access to it. And again, if you're a small business owner, you own your own shit, you want to do that because it lowers your taxable um, rate. Um, your taxable income. So that's also a good one. And then, of course, if you're a student, check out whatever student perks you have. If you have AAA, there's a lot of places you have like things that you didn't realize are part of your membership or your insurance. I think that a lot of people also uh, sleep on the perks that you get through your phone companies. So like I'm I'm like Mike Jones. I got I got two phones. So I have <laughs> AT&T and I have a second phone on T-Mobile because, you know, wouldn't make sense to have two phones on the same service. The whole point is to be like <laughs> diversifying my cellular data. Um, but with AT&T, I mean, this was back before the lockdown. But every I think it was like every Tuesday you could get a free movie ticket for like you and your friend or it was like you buy a ticket. It was like a free movie ticket and you could go and it was like why are we not using this we could be seeing movies all the time and so that was just something you know that yeah and so like AT&T has like certain perks um and T-Mobile has these things oh it's Tuesday on (laughs) T-Mobile Tuesdays um they have 
different things that you can get. So one of the things I signed up was like fuel rewards. So on T-Mobile Tuesdays, I get, I can get up to like, depending, it's like five cents to 15 cents off per gallon, right? And it's like, Hey, that makes a difference when you're paying four dollars yeah, a gallon. Especially you if you, and if you're filling it all the way up, because I'm one of those people who like I wait yeah. for it to go all the way up, and then I fill it all the way up. Like you know, not my dad. My dad fills up at half. I'm like, we still got so much more to go. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's good. And they have you know, and it's like different. And so there's something I, I always check it now because every week they have they have ones that are ongoing. Like the fuel rewards is ongoing, but then they have ones that pop up like, hey, today you can get this. You know, on you know, T-Mobile Tuesdays, just get download your code. And I'm like, yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, and that just reminds me, I think anything that you basically as a consumer have a choice in who you select, um, yeah, there's probably perks involved. You know, I, my brother emailed me the other day. I'm probably the only other person he knows that drives and that lives in New York. And he's like, where did you get your tires from? And I was like, oh, I use my Costco membership. They have a tire center out in like Queens. And he was like, done, you know, like, meanwhile, they have tons of other things that you get. If you have a membership to one of those big box stores, they do way more than just give you, you know, the giantest, the giantest pack of toilet paper. There's lots of other perks. So anyways, check your memberships. See all the fine print. And now you got me. I'm about to go on AT&T and see what, what they what they given me. Um, and then the last thing is, I just am a huge proponent of working with a tax accountant, if you can find one. Um, H&R Block and all those TurboTax things are great. But you will reach a point in your life when you would like to consult a professional whose job it is to review the tax code every single year and make sure that you're getting all of your credits or student loanness, or if you have children or whatever it is, um, to me, it's worth, it outweighs, if I was doing it by myself, I would owe the government like a zillion dollars. I'd rather pay my accountant to do it for me. So that's it. That's the hustle of the week. I love it. Well, um, I'm really excited to share the story with you coming up. So stick around for the cool down. This is my favorite part of the show. What do you have today for the cool down? Well, this story I really love, especially knowing, you know, it's Christian's seventh birthday on the 21st. Your birthday's on the 7th. And we got seven going around today. Um, there was a story that came out that said one in five Americans would consider planning a pregnancy around what astrological sign they would like their child to be. Uh, facts facts seriously oh my god so the poll of 2000 respondents split evenly by zodiac sign also reveals that millennials are particularly picky about their future baby star sign 31 percent of them would plan their pregnancy around it with gen zers at 25 percent um and then it said that baby baby boomers were the least likely to say they they planned a pregnancy around their baby star sign at 5%. Um, I just thought it was interesting. Um, it goes on to say that researchers find over half the poll, 53%, believe astrology is real, with Tauruses the most likely to trust the power of the stars, 63%, Geminis, <laughs> 59% and Aquarius is 58% round out the top three. Meanwhile, Leos, Capricorns, and Scorpios admit to being the most skeptical about astrology and their horoscopes. Um, the average American checks the horoscope two times per week with Tauruses leading the pack. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting the fact that, you know... You know, well, first, 30. first of all, first of all, the baby boomers, baby boomers did they five percent sounds about right. Can you imagine? They didn't know anything. They literally didn't know anything. You watch like old TV shows. They would be like, 
having a baby and then she and then they would go it's a boy or like it's like because nobody fucking knew you don't know yeah. what you're having they'd be like oh there's twins in there i'm like it was the whole shit was a crap shoot so like they don't know they don't know how many they're having they don't know what the sex of the baby is they probably were just those are all the you know no so they don't care but i could totally see that now i didn't i wish maybe sometimes that i did because you have a but gemini and a scorpio I, right I have I have a cusp baby who is Gemini Cancer, but anybody who's ever met him knows that he is all the way Cancer. He might be the most emotional person I've ever met in my entire existence. Like yeah. it is just so much, so much. And then his little baby brother is a Scorpio and he like doesn't give a fuck. So I'm just like, I'm just like caught between like all of this like super smushy, lovey, lovey. Oh my God. You know, if he's not like laughing and giggling, he's like crying about something. And then the other one is just like minding his business, vacuuming, like get out my way. Don't pick me up. Don't kiss me. Leave me alone. I, I mean, I was, um, I think I would purposely, as a Sagittarius, I would try to have a Sagittarius baby. I just love <laughs> Sagittarius girls. We're just so fun. I probably <laughs> would want to have it. The only thing that would keep me from doing it is simply because my birthday sometimes lands on Thanksgiving because, you know, Thanksgiving is one of those moving holidays that's just the fourth Thursday of November. So occasionally my birthday lands on Thanksgiving. And as a kid, I loved it because you, when you're a kid, you want to be around your family all the time. So birthdays with your families are the best thing ever. But then <laughs> when you're older, you're like, I want to celebrate with my friends. I want to like leave. I want to leave. I want to get out of town. So um, that's the only, I would say, like uh, downside. But other than that. Yeah, I mean, I think some people try. I mean, you do. I don't know. Sometimes you do try to like at least figure out like a season or like, okay, like. If you were going to try to get pregnant now, this means the baby will be born in the winter, in the summer, like whatever. I don't know that I know anyone who thought specifically about astrological sign, but that makes sense too. And, you know, I, I don't know. They're just, you, you, you try, you start trying, and then you're not really sure when it's going to. Most people try for three months or whatever. So you might set out for one thing, but you end up with like, something else. I know two different people who, um, our best friend, her sister had her daughter on the same day as her, at her birthday. And, um, my kind of like niece that lives downstairs, she has the same birthday as her dad. And I think that's crazy. Like I don't, I'm so about my birthday. I never wanted to have a joint birthday with another friend whose birthday was close to mine, but I think I would be salty if my kid was born on my birthday, I'd be like, I love you, but that was some real fuck shit you did by being born on my birthday. Because <laughs> now it's all about them. It's like, I want my birthday. I want it to be my birthday. That would suck. Well, when our friend Gracia had her baby, it was almost going to be born on my birthday. And I was excited about it. But then he was kind of like, hey, I want my own day. So he came the day before. Um, so I think it's still awesome. But then I also remember like, oh, she's probably never going to be around for birthdays because <laughs> she got her own kid to tend to, which is fine. I've never been a big like, you know, birthday celebrator anyways. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I have I have these kids that I that I don't even know if I'm supposed to be like like compatible with for in any kind of friendship way or anything is can cancer and Scorpio. I'm like, Oh, but I I'm friends with, you know, a lot of Scorpios that I think that'll work out, but my little emotional baby, it gives me a run for my money. I'm always just like, <laughs> I never know what to do. It's just so much. It's so much. I'm scared. He's going to fall in love with everybody. Like every Aww. time he, every time he's going to be like, she's the one. And then that'll end and then he'll be devastated. And then the next one, like, she's the one. Like, I think he's going to be a serial monogamist. I, I don't know. Well, you know, so one in five. I love it because, uh, you know, it's not just about designer babies designing hair color and eye color. You can design their personalities, <laughs> their astrological personality signs too, apparently. So, 
Um, well, I had fun today. Did you have fun, Vanessa? I had so much fun. <laughs> so yeah. And make sure you guys stick around next week is episode eight and it is our season finale. Woo-hoo. So um, we'll have something fun planned. Everything's going to be everything, but even more exciting. So make sure you tune in for our our season one finale next week. And um, make sure you're following us on Instagram um, at the Talk of Shame and at Vanessa Kantav, where we are always going to be. Vanessa's always going to be adding the cocktail of the week over there. So you don't have to like <laughs> stop and pause the episode and write it all down. She's always got the cocktail up there for you. So make sure to follow us there. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Moms vs. Aunts is brought to you by Cafe Mom. Our theme music is composed by Coney Island Music. We want to hear from you. To give us your comments, leave us a voicemail at 929-265-0277. And we might include them in the show. You can also reach us by email at momsvaunts at gmail.com. Remember to rate, review, and follow Moms vs. Aunts wherever you get your podcasts. And for more parenting stories, real talk, and entertainment news, go to cafemom.com.